Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. I'm a bit tardy here on the recording, and I apologize for that. But as it is the 4th of July, and I want to wish everybody a happy 4th, for those out there that celebrate such a holiday, my name is Leister. I'm your host. Welcome if you're new. If you're not, I can't stand the 4th of July. I understand what it stands for, and I have no problem with that. I can't stand the holiday because uh, out here, they don't do what normal people do. What they do is they'll treat the whole darn weekend as if it's the 4th of July. So they'll pop fireworks Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all the way through, and so then the worst of it happens, of course, today on the actual 4th, but they were popping fireworks for days, and so then what I have to do is I've got a um, it's a headphone thing, bandana thing that you for sleeping, because I need to be able to sleep. They pop them all the way up to like 10 p.m. because these fuckers don't have jobs or something, so that's, that's why I don't like it, because I work for a living, and as I've said uh, here on the podcast at CryptoTalkRadio.net on a couple of occasions, I... I was burning like 18-hour days. So getting sleep is valuable to me now that we've died down. I want to be able to make sure I get my sleep, and I can't because of these jack-offs popping the freaking fireworks. And people are like, it's just one day. Not here. Here, they do it for days and days and days. I guarantee you they're going to be doing it tomorrow and the day after because, and the excuse will be, well, we bought too much. Deep, deep, deep. I, I freaking can't stand the holiday because of the fireworks. That's why. If people would follow the law, which is, okay, on the 4th, only in the evening, that's when you can do it. You can't do it any other day. You can't do it during the in the morning. You have to do it between 5 and 10, and that's it. If you pop a single firework after 10, your ass is getting a ticket, and you probably are going to go to jail if you ignore that. That's not what they do out here. Out in California, Southern California, what they would do is there is a swap meet way down in Spring Valley, and that's where you would go to watch fireworks professionally managed and so they would tell people, go down there if you want to see fireworks and not have every Tom, Dick, and Harry popping off fireworks in their backyard like we have out here. Oregon, I don't recall there being very many 
fireworks, but I wasn't there. I wasn't mentally there long enough. Like the, I was there for the 4th of July. I don't recall hardly hearing any fireworks at all when I was in Oregon. Colorado, we heard them, but they weren't that loud. And I was in a townhome. See, I don't know if you heard that, but it's loud as crap. But the townhome I had in uh, Colorado, it had really good insulation, sound insulation. This place has decent, good insulation, but unfortunately, it's these jokers that are right behind the house. So I can't hear the ones in the front, but I can hear these jack-offs in the back. And then I don't mind if it's the the, the quiet ones, you know, that just kind of go up in the air and do a little bit of a noise, but they do the booming ones. They do the ones that sound like a sonic boom, and so that it drives me nuts. So if I sound a bit agitated, that's why, because... You know, I have to deal with this crap behind me because this is the room that I do the recording, and unfortunately, it's closest to the jack-offs. So, without further ado, because I want to get this wrapped up as quick as possible so I can put my headphones back on for sleep purposes, let's talk about our graph. I am looking at Coindesk.com if you want to follow along, and I zoom out to the month chart, and we see a little bit more red creeping in, but price movement looks really good. We had a low of 1930 up to a high of 1965, still holding in a middle ground, not going down. I think it's a good position. We had a little bit of a run-up on the Bitcoin side, a bottom of 30,006 up to 31.2, which is really good. I think it's great. But when you look at the graph, of course, we are seeing some encroachment on the red. It started to go back green, but we had some red come back in there. So price-wise, I think we're in a good spot for momentum purposes, and we saw some money come back in cryptocurrency. The total market cap across cryptocurrency did creep up a little bit by about uh, I think it's about $200 million. So we got some a little bit of new money. It wasn't a lot of new money coming into cryptocurrency, and that was good for the the momentum. People seem to want to jump in. FOMO effect took, took effect, and we saw what happened as that place. Next on deck, I'm going to briefly go, go back and revisit Pepe slash all the other crap that's happening because there's something that's happening as a result of Pepe, and I wanted to just briefly talk about it, and then I've got a specific cryptocurrency that I committed I was going to do coverage on that I really don't want to, but I think it's important. But with this Pepe business, we started seeing some of these other garbages spin up. There was a Satama 2, there's a Floki 2.0, there's a Pepe 2.0, there's a Bob 2.0. There's all these garbage ones that are spinning up. I think there's a Volt, something rather Volt 2.0 or some crap or whatever. All these ones are spinning up and people are actually making money off of them. So they're renouncing, they're locking liquidity, they do all the business. So people are making money off of it. It's not like they're not. It's just that we're some people are really getting taken because they're FOMOing and they see the green candle and they go in at the high and then whales dump off of it, take money out of it, and it is what it is. With Pepe then specifically, Pepe and Pepe 2.0 became this kind of neck and neck thing. Pepe has way more in the market cap, but Pepe 2.0 started to jump a little bit. People are doing some analysis. Bubble Maps, who's on Twitter, if you check his that account out, I think it's really good. Pepe 2.0, there was some analysis being done. And what they found was that there was a whale connected to the deployer wallet where the whale was consistently dumping off the project. In other words, that the deployer for Pepe 2.0, the person in front of Pepe 2.0 renounced the contract. The owner wallet only has like $700,000 worth of tokens. But allegedly this this contract that this bubble mass found is still connected to the deployer wallet. So it's like this other wallet where they're trying to obfuscate the fact that they're connected to the actual owner. So they're just warning people, you know, keep an eye on this because one thing that certain influencers called out was the low liquidity on Pepe 2.0 and that it was going to be a trap. And then some people straight up said it's a pump and dump scam. 
I can't say what the hell's going on with it other than there's a bunch of crazy stuff going on in crypto, and I want everybody to stay safe above everything else. Now, I'm going to breeze through real quick because they're starting to do the sonic booms here. I'm going to breeze through the cryptocurrency that I wanted to talk about. I don't want to talk about what I needed to talk about because I think it's important. And just kind of get it out of the way. That token is called Volt, a.k.a. Volt Inu. If you've never heard of it, don't feel bad. It's one of those that was getting unrealistic. I wouldn't say unrealistic, but it was getting a lot of hype on social media at a point. The site is voltemu.in, I believe, is or volteco.in, one of the two. If you want to check it out, but I did a video some time ago on the Volt ecosystem. What I said at the time was for them to be successful, they have to make sure their community stays healthy, don't get any toxicity in the community. They've got to keep the community safe and healthy. If they don't and they allow toxicity and they allow the community to go south, that means the token project is going to go south. That was my warning. The diehards in the Volt ecosystem immediately attacked me for saying something very reasonable because I had looked at the contract. I didn't see any problems. It seemed like a decent thing. They killed the supply down so there's more manageable. I had no problems there. I don't like that, you know, Voltoshi didn't want to expose himself, but I didn't ding it against him because all the other projects do the same thing, right? So I can't hold it against him. But I was, I was fair. I just said, ultimately, your community is your strongest asset, and if you let the community go south, it's going to kill the project. It's going to kill the business. And I got attacked 50 ways to Sunday. So I let it go. Fast forward now. And I started seeing when I was browsing around CoinMarketCap, because I, I get a chuckle out of seeing CoinMarketCap posts these days. But I was looking at CoinMarketCap, and I noticed there was some turmoil that came out of nowhere. I didn't understand what the hell was going on. And so I dug a little bit deeper because I was trying to wrap my head around what went wrong with this uh, Volt business. So the Volt in-use community on CoinMarketCap had a number of posts that caught my eye. Some influencers, apparently, they were not hired, but they were partnered, I'll best say, with Volt to cover Volt. And uh, allegedly, they were all cut. I don't know the specifics. I don't know the details. I don't go to telescams. I don't know what the hell is going on. All I know is that apparently these influencers were all cut, and there was quite a few of them. It was a whole big tumultuous thing. And then sentiment started to being harmed. Well, then we started seeing that the graph started doing a tank. It was going down, down. And, of course, recently with all the other stuff going in the green, this was unusual. Some people called out that, okay, there's all this stuff happening with Voltoshi. Apparently Voltoshi's, quote, disappeared and all this. And that caught my eye. I wanted to go through some of the comments I was seeing. And if anybody's out there listening to me here at CryptoTalkRadio.net that has some insider information, I would love to hear what the hell's going on? Because again, I don't go to telescam. So if you have some inside information on exactly what's going on here, I'd love to hear it. I'm just going to share what I see here and share my thoughts again for the last time because I don't want to beat the dead bush. At the first time I tried to warn about this, nobody listened to Leicester, and that's fine. It's their project. But I did warn that the community is its greatest asset. If you lose the community, you're going to lose the project. And I think that's where we're at. According to the posts I see, which I'm going to summarize with well, a few of them. I'm not going to go through all of them, but a few of them here. First deal here. User, I'm a whale and you're going to know it, says, quote, slow rug pull, idiots. Do I think Volt is a rug pull? No. I think what's happening is sentiment has been harmed and people are dumping out of the project because sentiment has been harmed for other reasons, not just because of what I'm going to talk about here today, but there's a number of different things happening, and I think that's got people a little bit salty where they're deciding to dump out of the project. 
some influencers did some coverage where they saw five ETH dumps. I mean, that's major amounts of cash to dump out of the project. Now, it's got a decent-sized market cap, so it wasn't going to kill it completely, but it is in a significant red compared to some other garbage that's out there, so it caught people's eye. User Pep1973 says, quote, I'm bearish on Volt, all brain deads buying the last rug pull of Volt EMU team after the next one. Keep making the rich, you brain deads. Again, I don't think it's a rug pull at all. I think that what's happening here is that people's sentiment has been harmed because of something. I'd love to hear what the something is. If somebody has some information, please do share it. CryptoTalkRadio.net, hit the contact form at the top and let me know what it is, and I may share it on the air. Again, user Pep1973, quote, I'm bearish on Volt in a week. Volt will gain a zero. Then Pablo and company, I think Pablo refers to Pablo Crow, who's a shiller, I believe, will buy it faking a pump. Then people will get wrecked. Get out of this 270, 207 trillions tokens with backdoor for devs to mint new coins. Stay away. I did a video on YouTube where I was talking about Shido. Shido Inu, and it's a different token, and I saw the two communities were fighting back and forth and making accusations I didn't think was fair, and I wanted to speak about the accusations. So number one, they were talking about the ability to mint unlimited supply of tokens, and I did analysis on the contract, and I saw no such function that would allow them to mint uncontrollably. And I said that there may be a misunderstanding about minting, where it's possible that just not all the supply had been extended. Volt, I believe, is a 69 trillion supply, as I last checked. So as a 69 trillion supply, and then there's a burn, and that's confirmed as a recurrent burn on it, is expected to be down to 54 trillion. CoinMarketCap verified the 54 trillion. So I don't think CoinMarketCap is going to lie. Somewhere there's a number floating around that the actual circulating supply is 207 trillion. This is confusing. My theory, and it's only a theory because I don't go to Telescan, but my theory is that they're taking the supply from all chains and they're totaling it all up because Volt is on multiple chains. So as it's on multiple chains, each, as I understand the way that they implemented it, and I don't know this for a fact, but if you, if somebody can confirm, please let me know. But Volt's on Ethereum, Volt's on Binance, Volt's on uh, Polygon. It's on Gnosis, which I didn't even know that one. It's on CLO, CELO. It's on the BitTorrent chain. I didn't know that one either. So if they're if they're treating all these supplies as independent supplies and totaling them up, then you probably can get close to the 207, my guess. Because if you had 50 per, right, and you take these, it's possible. My understanding, though, is that it was a single supply across chains, but maybe I'm wrong, and that's why I'd love to hear feedback from people who know better than I do or would. Because once again, I do not and will not go to Telescam to learn this. User Orash says, quote, alert everyone, scam vault, go run. Okay. User I am, I don't know what this is. I'm a MRO, FIK trading, whatever, says, quote, leave now or cry later. User C3H5N309 says, quote, so with no real steady growth in volume, which the exchanges just love. At this point, we can say there will be no large exchanges added to Volt. So much for third or fourth the charm. I feel bad for the diehards that's been there since day one. Still hanging in there with half smiles saying, we're going to make it, guys. <laughs> Holding continue to buy. The dev needs to make it right for them and just pay for that dang Coinbase and crypto listings. I don't, 
this I know that the whole big thing with Volt in particular was getting on more more exchanges, more exchanges, more exchanges. That was the whole big thing, and they were hot and heavy. They're on a lot of exchanges, and yes, being on exchanges does help because that contributes to volume, and volume contributes to the burn. And da, 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 I got that. I don't know that it ever would have gone. I don't know that it ever would have gone any further to me further than where it currently is. I, I think the holder count was always too low for it to warrant being on a top tier exchange. This is my opinion. I can't say hundred percent, but I think that this was just a symptom where, you know, ultimately it's, it's hit the glass ceiling. Now I don't think that people should just dump out of it simply because of that. I think that if that's what people's sentiments is flowing towards is that we're not getting on more exchanges. So we're just going to dump. I question the loyalty all along. It goes to what I said. If what we're saying if what we're saying is all you care about is exchange, 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 I mean, what happens when you get on all of them? L look at SHIB. SHIB's on all of them. It, it's not going to go any further than where it is. Like, you can't just rely on exchanges. you got to have more than that. And I do think that decentraliz decentralized is a key to it. I know they have the Volte change and there's other utility things that are designed for decentralized exchange and transactions. So I do think that this is good, but I think there's more to it is my point. But... If there are disloyal people in the community, that's going to be a big concern because all that does is create that negative sentiment that trickles down to other people where they feel like they need to, you know, dump out of the project. So here's my summary thoughts on this business. We see right now Pepe is holding the line very strong and steady. It's way higher than Volt ever could think of being for no bizarre reason because Pepe doesn't do anything. Then you got Pepe 2.0 comes out of nowhere. Pepe 2.0 pretty much equals the market cap at this point for no reason because it doesn't do anything. And again, I don't know if it's just that people are the gambler. They're all gamblers, like more gamblers are coming in the business or what it is, or there's something specific with Volt because I heard the whole Voltoshi's disappeared. What does that mean? I'd love to hear it. I'm hearing about this 207 trillion. Where is that coming from? I'd love to hear it. All these different chatter points that could be contributing to the negative sentiment. I'd love to hear from people about that. If you have inside information, please do hit us up. CryptoTalkRadio.net, hit the contact form, or you can hit us on Twitter at CTR Crypto Radio. That's fine as well. Any information you have as to what is contributing to the significant decline of the Volt token, because it was arguably not the strongest community by far. That's Rich Quack. But it was up there. It had a very strong community. I don't know if the migration contributed to some of the negative sentiment as well. Like it seemed like there's a number of missteps that happened along the way that might have contributed to where we're at. There are still people that believe in this long term and they think it's going to be something. But I'm curious, this specific dump that we're seeing here very recently over the last month, say, seems abnormal, seems odd. And I'd love to hear more. I'd also love to hear more about them dropping all the influencers because it seemed like the influencers' contribution was keeping the thing afloat as well. I know that some of them still support the token, but are they cutting off their own nose to spite their face? Is that what it is? Are they pulling us a Tama where they think they can do a thing and then they screw it all up? Like, what's really going on? Let me know on that one. I'll wrap up with this. Big picture, cryptocurrency is in a very weird spot right now. I wouldn't call it meme coin season per se, but it seems like people are desperate to make some profits. However, they do. If you're one of those, I'm not going to criticize your choice. I can't tell you what to do with your money. I celebrate anybody who admits they're a gambler and they want to gamble, roll the dice, see what happens. Because ultimately, everybody should be able to win. 
long as you're careful about it. I was talking to somebody online and they were they were saying they had taken a sabbatical from online. They had to deal with some medical issues that took front and center. And that's the key. Your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your mental health, your family, making sure food's on the table, roast over your head. All these are more important than cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is going to be here. It's not going to go anywhere. And yes, you may miss out on some opportunity to make some bucks, but to me, I, I lean towards what's more important. I'm always going to favor my own physical and my own mental and my business stuff more than the cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency, I do the coverage because I like talking about it. It intrigues me. And seeing some of these you know, these missteps by these token projects, especially because it seems like they all do the same thing, is in, is <laughs> it's concerning, but it's intriguing, right? Terrarium's doing the same thing. Satama did the same thing. Volt's now doing the same thing. Made the Bull Run did the same thing. They're all doing the same thing where I said, there's got to be some consultant telling these people how to screw up or something because they're all doing the same damn thing. And then meanwhile, you got mean crap out there like Pepe, Pepe 2, Pepe 3, Pepe 0.5 out there like literally making people money. So it's not like it's not, but that is that all we can bank on? Is that all we can count on in cryptocurrency is this crap token over here? That's the only way that people can reliably make money because it literally doesn't do anything versus these ones where they try to do a lot of different things and then eventually screw up. I also saw on Everrise, there are people on the community trash and Everrise. I'm going to talk about them probably on Thursday's episode because it. I did a video and it's starting to get more traction because people are starting to see what I'm seeing to be the truth. And it's another one where it's a strong disappointment. It's one of my, it was one of my fave five for the longest time, a project that seemed unstoppable. And then all of a sudden it started screwing up when they let go of Jen. But you're talking a project that had all these utilities and seemed like it could not do any wrong. All of a sudden, it's starting to screw up. It's starting to tank. It's not having any momentum. It's losing the chatter online. Same thing I see now with Voltenu. And so I can't help but think there's got to be some consultant somewhere that's telling these projects to do things wrong. And it's tanking each and every one of them. And I'm wondering if that person is one of these investors. Like they're one of these whale angel type investors where they're dumping a bunch of money in there in exchange for their advice. Da, 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 and then they dump out turning everybody to exit liquidity. Reason I speculate that tenfold, though it may be, Paratoken had that happen. That was Del Rugpull, a.k.a. Del Crypto. They openly admitted, no, he basically dumped on us. That was when I tried to warn them, don't do this, don't get involved there, don't go there, don't do that. And they ignored Leister here at CryptoTalkRadio.net and instead decided to let all their investors get crapped on and then ended up doing migration after migration after migration. My summary, folks, I'm thinking there's somebody, there's got to be somebody inside these projects, possibly somebody wealthy, who's telling each one of these projects how to do shit wrong. Because I can't think of any other reason for the pattern I'm seeing. And I'm really disappointed to see Volt go this way because it seemed like Volt was going the right path at a point and then all of a sudden it's going south and nobody really knows exactly why. If you're one that does know why, I'd love to hear from you. I, I legitimately do. CryptoTalkRadio.net, hit the contact form. Twitter at CTR Crypto Radio. Facebook at the CTR Stage. In some way, hit us up if you know something and let us know what it is. I may read your feedback on the air, but I'm truly curious about what's going on with Bolt because I assumed, I, I wouldn't say bulletproof, but they certainly seemed a lot more robust and more reliable than many of the other projects out there, only to see them derail into the same garbage that all these other ones do. It's like, geez, even the car salesman 
he just spins up and rugs each project left and right over here. But even that one, that one, lock pay, all these ones are doing the same thing where they can't seem to hold it together. And the community, although good people, they get ripped off and then they get a bad sentiment and then they trash other projects and it's a domino effect and it spreads across the business. I don't think it's what we want in cryptocurrency. And I guess the plus is that it drives people back to Bitcoin, sure. And I'll have an update about Bitcoin on next week's episode for sure. It also drives people to these ETFs. I know my ETF skyrocketing. I'm like, geez, this is amazing. So I am going to be talking about that because it that's the plus is that it's driving people back to the stronger cryptocurrencies out there. But at the same time, I don't want to see this garbage. I don't want to see people getting ripped off. I don't want to see people getting trashed on by a project where they're just not listening or they're just doing their own damn thing. And they refuse to listen to common sense about even from their own community, people strong in their own community who have been there since day one. They're not listening to them at all. Here's a spoiler. I did a video on YouTube about cults and there was an unnamed token project that basically was crapping on their influencers. That was Volt. I'll openly say it. It was Volt because I, at the time, the story was that they had apparently chewed out an influencer for a decision that the influencer made with regards to their bag. I think people should not tolerate that. And I, I already knew right there, that's the beginning of the end. I knew that that project was going to be, it's already toxic. You've already introduced toxicity because you don't understand investors are your boss. You don't tell them what to do. You applaud that they choose to buy into your project and you cater to them. When they tell you to make changes, you make changes and that didn't happen here. And that's what I think got us to this point. So I am going to now put my little headphone dealies on play this uh, rain code game, which is really intriguing, by the way, and try to see if I can get some, some sleep in because we got some hard work to do tomorrow. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of smart, strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.